Hey everyone, it's the Weekender and it's time to give away another excellent tabletop gaming prize from the On Tabletop store. Last week we gave away a World War II starter set. This week we're also going to give away a World War II starter set, but this time for 15 mil Wargaming. That's right, peeps, this is your chance to win the excellent Hit the Beach starter set for Flames of War, but we're going to give away two of them. The first one we're going to give away to a viewer here on YouTube who likes this video subscribes to the channel and comments down below but the other we're going to give away to one of our members over on tabletop.com if they do have a particular thing i will tell you about that in a moment but first the weekend starts now Welcome to the show this week. I'm joined by the lovely Ben and Jerry as always. Mmm, the tasty boys. And I'm, of course, Lloyd. And you want to know how you can win that other set of Hit the Beach? Well, we'll tell you how you can win that other set of Hit the Beach. To be in with your chance of winning that, come on over to ontabletop.com and get a forum post started. We're going to be picking the most interesting topic in our forums created in the next seven days. Isn't that right, chaps? Going to have a link down below in the... Uh description where you can go and click through and uh, find all that stuff yeah so if you come on over to the website and you click forums you'll come through to the forums and you can see what's going on now is as good a chance as any to make your account and get stuck in with the community because we're going to be picking our second winner from the topics over the next seven days mm. i'm not saying if you pick saga as your topic you may have a better <laughs> chance of winning but it won't hurt <laughs> always what? the way always the way what something to do with Vikings? Gee whiz. I, <laughs> I couldn't be persuaded that way. No way. No way. Not. Let's get stuck straight into this show with Indie of the Week. What are we going to look at, chaps? We are going to be taking a look at Clear Horizon Miniatures. Mm -hmm. oh. So uh, it's an American company who do a range of 15 mil in the main sci-fi. Uh, there are a few non 15 and non-sci-fi things lurking in there but more or less it's sort of hard sci-fi for people who like their hard sci-fi so yeah. no no grim dark no post-apocalyptic aliens and humans duking it out across the galaxy clear mm -hmm. horizons miniatures clear horizon miniatures.com where would you like to start um well if you jump up to uh the easiest way to go is via the shop i suppose mm -hmm. All right, I've clicked that, so we're going to end up in the shop. Here we go. Good. <laughs> Is that correct, Amundo? You've gone in the right direction. Uh -huh. um, so it's mostly human-esque, uh, although you do get other bits and pieces sort of trucking through there. Um, so if we have a look uh, right off the start, something like, well, start with the Epsilon squads, if you see them on the left. Everything I'm picking from is from the big wall of text, Lloyd. Oh, I have no idea. I have no idea. Oh, here we go. There we go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you're taking us straight into the... Yeah, so, so it's a, a bit mecha. Um, mm -hmm. The Cyclops is actually listed as a mech, so for 15 mil, he's a, a chunky boy. Um, and it, it's quite nice because he's got a very unusual head. I like the domed head on it. It has that Cyclops um, in a mechanical form. Yeah, and it, it reminds me of... Uh, it reminds me of GLaDOS. 
from uh, from Portal as well. It's got that kind of weird look to it. Sure, I I don't know what any of those words mean. But <laughs> yeah. sure. It's a bit like the big Mackie sort of robots from Titanfall as well. With yes, that, that yeah. going on. Yeah, again, I'm, which is sweet. I, I don't know, don't know what they are. That's the like white noise for Jerry. <laughs> yeah, because it, it it's got that you know, the, having the central head in the, the middle of the torso rather than stuck up on the shoulders. I just like it. Feels like mm. somebody's piloting that. Yeah, mm. rather than Very having cool. the stretch their body too far and what else is in the in the squad the, is this the, a, the other ones one? are are more like um powered armored suits mm-hmm. so you have the uh, grunts and it's it's very starship troopers if anybody's either seen the cartoon or read the book they'll know what i'm talking about with the the ape um suits that they wear around the place the the, the environmental sort of larger powered armored suits that they, they strap in and, and go punching face in. So they're a bit uh, chunky for when you really need to do something in zero gravity or you've come up against something particularly big that you want to punch repeatedly in the face with a pneumatic fist. All of these things and more can be yours. They remind me a bit of the kind of suits that you see in um, the Tom Cruise movie. That's edge of tomorrow. Edge of tomorrow. That is not all called that need, in any other no, <laughs> country. All, all you need is kill. Is the name That's of the, the original, original book, yeah. and it's a fantastic name. And yet they decided yeah. to go with the dullest name, so dull that people thought that the poster promoting it was uh, was a different title. Because <laughs> because they had live die repeat on right, the posters, yes. and everybody yeah. thinks that's the name of the movie, and it's not. Yeah. How did they pick such a dull name? I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. I thought the original name of the film was that as well. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me move us on into infantry yes. and combat robots. Does this stuff blend nicely with what we just looked at, doesn't it? Yeah, well, this is more human. And all, uh, all 15 mil as well. So. Yeah. 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 So so the other ones, I mean, the, the last set, the Epsilon squads were humans in chunkier armor. These are more just your grunts, your ground troops uh, with robot dogs. Because canine mm. units are always good Robot especially dogs. especially in the future you can't, <laughs> you can't send dogs into space that would be cruel and unusual but robot dogs were all for that i do like those they're very cool mm. they're i also fresh. i also like the fact that they're based individually because mm. the, the urge with 15 is to base everything onto unit bases yes yeah. um which you see in a lot of games but i like the idea that you can play out just either massive games or just small games mm. on small tables. It is it is making me think that you could just do like a, a Titanfall-style <laughs> game mm. with a bunch of those guys in the power armor and then get some of the big mecha that they do as well. Yeah. Uh, use something like the Grunts rules and stuff, which I'm sure we'll talk about as well. But uh, yeah. yeah Why does it get skeletons shoved in the middle of all this? Is this for dead people? Because they're, they're still technically humans. They're just they're dead they humans. Yeah. <laughs> they're making like little stars and little little... Snow angels out of dead people. Brilliant. You, you can do that. <laughs> you might be trying to summon something. Also, there's a few companies out there that sell skeleton dollies if you want to try your hand at sculpting. Oh. And then you would just dress them um, with pop pop. I suggest anybody who wants to try sculpting should probably start with a slightly larger scale than 50. <laughs> probably. Just, you know, make it like easier. A- you could do like a ter- Terminator post-apocalyptic world with a load of skellies. Have them mm. hanging onto the chain fence. Well, they're, they're metal, it. so you could, you could just uh, hammer them up. Bend yeah, the, the universal shipping and heavy industry transport craft, Ushi, uh, which just looks like a dumpy little shuttle, which I love. Mm. And it's one of 
several resin vehicles they do, um, which are just fantastic. There's one on the homepage that catches my attention. So, well, actually, there's two. A Hades, was it? I think it catches my attention. Yeah. Well, the dropship. Look at this. What the heck? It's very similar to the uh, Saber from Star Wars. It has all those angles. It's like a crawler. Is is everything on this site 15 mil? No, they're, they're one of the links you've opened there is 28. They do oh. like two 28 mil figures. Um, oh, this job crafts. Yeah. So that's oh. that is that is the same thing again, but just in 28 mil. I think I remember something about like when these first came out was that a lot of people had seen them in 15 mil and were thinking that would be amazing if I could have that in 28 mil for use alongside something like Infinity. Mm. And so yeah. they were like, okay, well, we'll make some 28 mil versions for you to just use as background terrain and that kind of thing. So, and then oh, I've, that's absolutely, cool. I've absolutely no doubt because people on the internet are the worst that nobody bought them <laughs> once they made them. That's what they always do. <laughs> that, if you make this, we definitely way. buy it. Yeah. Oh, we didn't sell any. Definitely, it screams Infinity. It does, mm. especially with the opening hatch, and you can get your. You can see that as what, well, uh, especially in that color. I think maybe it's the color is just that's dragging me towards it's it. But that would be very good for Ariadne. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, or or you could work it into some like a sort of some sort of alternative. Well, it even says Marines on alternative dropship for like aliens versus predator and things like that. Yeah, that would be cool. Mm. That would be sweet. Mm. Where do you want to go next, gents? Um, so. Is it all sci-fi stuff then? It's all sci-fi. Okay. Yeah. Bar the skelly bobs. What about this? I'm just, theoretically or not. I'm just going to click something you're randomly. You're just going to click things now, yeah. Oh, look at this. Is this 15? Mm. Yes. Yep. The, the answer to your question will generally be yes, because there are only two vehicles in 28 mil, and you've already looked at one. All right. Okay. So, <laughs> so you're 50% down on that. But it's very, I like that, because again, it's 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 very infinity like but it's also got very uh blade runner feel if it yeah. didn't have those wheels on it would feel like a spinner yeah and i like the fact that they haven't stuck on a base usually 15 mil vehicles and whatnot always get stuck on bases for some reason not always oh some, sometimes it's just because it's easier to cast 90 percent of the time they're on blipping flipping bases and then people stick them on bases <laughs> if they don't come on bases and it winds me right up <laughs> what do we have a look at them will we have a look at some of their their packs can do. Oh, right. Okay. That, that That's probably not the best place to go to that's see That's not them. the best place. Right. Okay. I will follow your directions, Jerry. I've done clicking. <laughs> have have a, you, though? Have you? Like, oh, what's this? Look at this. <laughs> uh, I've no idea what that is. Oh, it's the Hades mech. So it's uh, essentially a walker. Think of Jim Buggy, but somebody's taking the wheels off and stuck it on legs instead. Oh, that's sweet. Oh, I could come back here for... Oh, right. here we go. Bugs. Oh, so the prime, as you can see, with the the humans they have and the bugs, and obviously the fact that the humans come in two flavors, unarmored grunts and then ape style power suits, it is absolutely perfect to recreate Starship Troopers on the tabletop. Very much so. Yeah. And they do have a nice range of sizes with the prime as well. Oh, I don't um, like going this. From, from your individual. What's wrong with that? It's like, it's like an earwig, but with guns. Oh, that's why I don't like it. Earwigs. Oh, <laughs> oh, the creepiest of things. Oh, I don't like earwigs at all. We went camping one time and I was sitting drinking in the dark, you know, in the tent. And mm -hmm. I was like, Warren, something keeps touching my lip. He's like, it's probably dirt or something. And I'll eventually turn on the light. Earwigs swimming around, drinking, oh. touching my lip. Lovely. No, no. Earwigs turn me right off right off so great 
let's get those and shoot them dead. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you click on the Hades selection, I think there's some more sort of like character based stuff. So if you scroll up, uh, yeah, oh, I've got loads of Hades stuff right here that I can yeah. click on. The, the reason I'm not navigating via the pictures is the pictures change every time you reload. That's not a set layout. Oh. But yeah, this gives you some of the slightly more specialized elite troops and things that they did. Because, mm. um, I mean, the game that I mentioned earlier, um, Grunts, isn't by Clear Horizon. No. But it's like a, a game that they've decided would be a really good way for you to dive in and sort of use this collection. And I think they did like a skirmishy version um, and a sort of more mass battle mass style, mecha yeah. style run as well. Um, yeah, Star Grunts is, yeah. covers all the bases. That Pangolin floating APC is particularly yeah. nice. I was just looking at that going, that's wish. Anybody who went in on the um, uh, Spartan Games Halo stuff, you could probably pick this up as an alternative sort of vehicle or something, wasn't it? 15 mil? Was it 10? Was it 10 mil? Maybe 10 or 6. It was... You could probably still get away with that, though, because it would just probably look like a do. larger door for your troops. Oh, yeah. That'd be pretty swish. You could swat a lot of bugs with these things. It's kind of what I'm picturing. I'm picturing driving around Halo-esque Warthog-style, smashing bugs. Do you have a look at the flyers? Okay. But I just want to get to the tank. Look. Look at that. That is oh. a really awesome-looking tank. Oh. Puts puts me in mind of Command and Conquer mm. mammoth tanks and stuff. Mm. With the four four independent track sets on it, it's very yes. Halo esque yeah. as well. Very Scorpion, yeah, very true. Right, flyers, flyers. Yeah, <laughs> check check out the VTOLs. Still in the vehicle drones and drop pod section you were in, for the very last section, the VTOL. Just there. I can see it just on the screen. I'm pointing at it with my mind. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> These are some stunners in here. And this is where you will have seen the, the ship that you uh, spotted on the front page as well. Mm -hmm. So, Oh, yeah. Why didn't we go to this section straight away? Eh? Because I like to start from the top and work my way down so we're not jumping back and forth and getting confused and messing things. Whereas you like to click. This is why. So, yeah, there is, I think there's a, that's the 28 mil version beside it, I imagine. Because they're oh, the two other, different ships. The other, they do do a 28 mil flyer. Uh, I think that's, oh, I no, think that's all ignore. 15. No, no, ignore me. We've seen that one. The Nemesis. Come back to this. That's the stealth. Ooh. Very drone esque. Yeah. yeah. And that's a heck of a gun. But I like the idea that with a lot of the stuff that you, you get from this set, you can do either the combined arms style approach. And this is the one that I think is just amazing. It's very cool. Mm. Um, but you can either do like a combined arms approach or you can even maybe go in and just take a couple of the different fighters, paint them in different styles and just do kind of like a low orbit style uh, sort of dogfight thing as well. That could be pretty cool too. This again is 15 mil. There's a real gold mine for sci-fi yeah. and 15 mil this. So. Yeah. especially the um the vehicles because you can find companies do a lot of uh, miniatures because it's easier to do infantry yeah so there are a lot of ranges out there that don't have the depth as far as the vehicles go but they may have a better range or a more comprehensive range of infantry have they have they some sort of game system for this because i see this no. like card is it just sort of to whet your appetite i, I 
don't know what that card is based off. There's no game specifically tied to this, although yeah. there are a few things for like, um, this is not a test. So they have some post-apocalyptic sort of wasteland raidery types in mm. case you wanted to play. This is not a test in 15, or as um, Ben was saying, Grunts or Star Grunts. Yeah, I think Grunts is the one that a lot of these tie back into most mm. of the most of all. So sweet. But uh, as, as Jerry was saying, like I think vehicles is the way to go with these in terms of picking some stuff up because then you can look at other companies. I know, uh, I think it's Rebel Minis do like a big range of sci-fi um, 15 mil stuff that you could use on the tabletop and and then just bring in these vehicles and you'd have everything sorted basically, which is pretty cool. Mm. So, yeah. That's epic. I really like that. Yeah. Because, um, me personally, I haven't really seen a lot of uh, people are going to correct me and say there's loads of it, Lloyd. There's loads of, but me personally, I've not really seen very much sci fi being played at 15 mil. Every time I've watched yeah. someone play something at 15 mil, it usually turns out to be Flames of War. I think it's mainly because I think because with sci fi, you tend to get the idea that a lot of it's skirmish based. And so 28 mil just seems to fit for a lot of people because that's the scale that everyone's used to and it kind of gives you that more cinematic feel i think hmm. i suppose for a lot of people in 28 mil but then when you think about it and we talked about it in the past when we looked at some other ranges and things taking things down to 15 millimeter means you get to add things like planes and drop ships and all that kind of stuff and mecha and it also means that you can do larger scale um tabletops so instead of you just playing in maybe like a corner of a city in 28 mil you could play things out over an entire sector of a city or even the entire city by playing it in 15 mil because of the drop in scale so. yeah and it, it means you're not having something like in 28 mil or 32 for example um so gw brought flyers and um an aircraft in to 40k and they don't really work because yeah <laughs> tend to arrive time, and then by, go again yeah by the time they arrive and then leave again you know, I imagine their work here is done. They've, they've either fired their load <laughs> before or after they arrive at the table. Yeah. It's just too small a space for them to be used effectively in any manner that would mirror or mimic what they should be doing. Yeah. yeah. Whereas in, in 15 mil, you have the ability to have dogfights mm. to try and, you know, especially with VTOL aircraft, try and hide behind a skyscraper and pop out and do somebody up like a kipper. Um, <laughs> Which you I'm liking these aliens, see. by the way, as well. Yeah, yeah. Because so this is the third race we've we've had humans, we've had bugs, and we've now got what are these? Cure, cure. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. And again, going back to Starship Troopers, the the third alien race, which I want to say was called Skinnies, but I can't honestly remember. It's been so long since I've read the book, but they're they're a more advanced alien race, unlike the bugs who are just you know, yeah, bitey. I really love some of these. I really there's one you clicked on as well that I, I can't wait for you to look at closer. It's oh, that's, the, the that's bike. The, <laughs> no, this is not yeah. a test wasteland raider type yeah. people. So Oh cool. It's one of those dogs that everyone takes the piss out of online and is definitely going to attack back when uh, it learns. They, they, yeah, at some point they will kill us all. Yeah. I don't Boston, know if I, Boston Dynamics will kill us all. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if I would ever buy any of these because I would just be too tempted to model all my guys with a leg up booting it. <laughs> you're you're fine until your opponents arm themselves with hockey sticks. Yeah. <laughs> and spend their time knocking QR code boxes away from you. 
Okay. They look like a little bit like sting wings, those guys. Mm. Vespers. Yeah. Now that's awesome. Oh. Oh, oh, we're getting a slightly bigger <laughs> oh. picture. Because I was like, oh, that awesome uh, bike looks excellent. It's I very, love the sort of taller wheels. Of it. Very nice. Mm. Yeah, very cool. Oh, man, that's awesome. And somebody's dismounted. Mm. And that's interesting. I mean, you don't see it often. You see it in historics. Um, mounted infantry. So they'll they'll ride to a position using the horse for speed yeah. and then dismount and then actually do the fighting on foot. Bike regiments in sci-fi tend to get used like some sort of weird shock troop. Yeah. You just drive over people. Well that's exactly what space marine bikers are yeah. do. Yeah. Whereas actually having having the, the dismounted one is nice because you could see them, you know, relocate your resources to another side of the battlefield. Yeah. And, and then drop out uh, a, a regular mm. infantry unit and leave the little dismounted bike there as a marker to where they've put their stuff. Yeah. yeah. I like it because they've, they've essentially given you the options. You've got their assaulting on bike. You've got their giving directions on bike. You've got guy who's about to bash someone road grass style on bike. Brilliant. <laughs> While playing all the best music of the early 90s. That's it. This is Slinky sweet. body suits. I like those oh. as well. The combat drones. Very neat. That's a good way it's, of bringing a different scale in. Yeah. Like, because you've got a 15 mil troop here, but you've got mm. another troop type that's bigger by, mm. by introducing the sort of the robotic drones. This is also making me think that this could also be a very nice way to play something like Stargrave, but in a smaller scale as well. Yeah. <laughs> that would be genius, yeah. actually. Because Stargrave is all individually. Yep. All individual based many. stuff, yeah. Skirmish, yeah. You, you just need to maybe find a couple more options from different uh, manufacturers, but you'd be, you'd be, you'd be pretty on your way with a lot of stuff that got here. So, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, and there's plenty of other manufacturers out there, which some of which we've seen, like yeah. uh, CP models, and some of which we've yet to see. Yeah, That's from cool. Jerry's long list. <laughs> Fear not. Yeah. I like the where We may run out at some stage. It's like mm, can't see it anytime soon. We're fine for the next couple of years. Oh, those are cool as well. I like those. And you've got like a proper squad of like command commanders mm. as well there too. So you've got the medic and and all sorts of other bits and pieces. Very cool. Are you disappointed that there's only one sci-fi dwarf so far? Have we seen a sci-fi dwarf? No. No, we oh, haven't. There's a sci-fi dwarf? Oh yeah, sci-fi dwarfs. One. Yeah. <laughs> He's quite nice then. Underneath mech underneath mechs on the side. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, we're gonna say now I'm gonna have to go to see that. Yeah. Where do I get them? Uh, underneath mechs. There you go. Underneath. Oh, sci-fi dwarfs. Let's yeah. see. What? Is it just one sci-fi dwarf? Oh, it's one sci-fi dwarf. <laughs> well, it's... It's, it's, it's a little pack. pack. Hey! Pack, so. Hey! Oh, well, those are brilliant. I love those. <laughs> and they remind me so much of the, the classic um, squats from back in the day. Yeah. Where you've got like yeah. a mixture of helmets, bare heads, cowboy hats. Cigar chomping fellas, it's just great. Mm. Oh, Weapons bigger than their bodies as well, as yeah. it should be. So. But only that one set. No full army for you, Ben. Oh, man. Oh, hell divers. Just, just having them as your elites yeah. at some point. Oh, again. Look at that. You could use those as your ODST in Halo. Yeah, with the drop pods. Oh, that's yeah. great. Oh, I like that a lot. Orbital drop shock troopers. I'm so glad you did that because i had no idea what <laughs> at least i think that i think that's the designation i was trying to remember if there was anything special in it but i think that's it so 
I would have to say I'm pleasantly surprised because when you said we're going to look at 15 mil sci-fi, I was like, nah, okay, let's mm. see what comes up. But yeah, I, I do like it. I like it a lot, actually. We can stay on that that screen for a little while. You always skip over my dwarves. Oh, they've got 28 mil troops to go with the ships. Yes, not many. There's even that tank, <laughs> which is very cool. So you've got slightly gangly troopers. Yeah. Uh, I think they are the same guys that you seen beside your, your OPDQS drop pod earlier. Yeah. It's, it's the same fellas, but just imbigulated. That would make sense. Yeah. They look pretty cool, though. I do yeah. like them. It's a nice Very squad. Nice. Yeah. And like you say, for something like Stargrave. <laughs> they would work perfectly well. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. The thing yeah. I like about it, because it, it's such a small range, you're not seeing these on every table. So yes. if you do put them Very down, true. people are going to be going, ooh. Yeah. I quite like the long legs. They you could always look... have them just be aliens as well. They don't have to be humans, I guess, well, too. So, well, yeah. They could be humans that have grown up on a low grav planet, so they've got taller. Yeah, true. Yeah. That's what happened to me. They're gangly. Like uh, belters in uh, in uh, the expanse. That's right, Jerry. The, the, day, yeah. the day you were born, the earth tilted the wrong direction. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this I, think you're just, I think you're just looking at flight That is an actual 28mm vehicle. There we go. There's the other. <laughs> Again, that's another chunky piece of kit. Yeah, I think it'd look particularly attractive. Pick, pick that up, and that would work really nicely alongside some sort of Antonosity's workshop uh, or Antonositis. I can never remember how you say uh, the name. Antonosity's how I've Antinosity. always pronounced it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that would be a good mix for that. That's That'd also a, a good shout for a future one. I thought yeah. future indie. But, uh, they've, they've they've all gone very weird. Mm. It's all STLs these days. Oh, yeah, very cool. So but yeah. Clear Horizon. Yeah, clearhorizonminiatures.com. Go and check it out. Be there or be a rectangular thing. I know. I'm going to keep checking it out. I particularly like these guys when we were browsing around because if I was going to go down this route, I might make the bulk of my forces more like this, so lighter stuff, and then mm -hmm. squeeze in the more heavily armored guys as my specialist troops. You, you always oh. need your specialists, as we found out. So yeah. Okay, that's enough of that. But what's uh, going to be your dogs? Like? <laughs> there, there's dogs in there. We've seen them. <laughs> that, is true. that is true. Yeah. Sorted, peeps. Sorted. <laughs> right. Classic end of the week. Let's get stuck into the news. Coming to you from the center of Northwestern Europe. Covering board games, war games, card games, and all that shit you love. It's the news. <laughs> so, uh, starting off the news this week with uh, just a little bit of a, a quick update. Um, so, uh, Mythic Games are going to be coming back with round two of Super Fantasy Brawl in March. Ooh, round two! Yeah, so, a new Kickstarter is going to be coming out, which will focus on bringing a section of new champions to the game. 
uh, alongside additional support for a retail release of the product as well. So that's going to be fully detailed. Obviously, there was a little bit of a problem with that <laughs> last year being COVID and all that kind of thing. I say, ooh, round two, is there nothing to look at except this picture? This is Apart from that two. right now, yes. That is, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but there, this is why I said it's also quick news. Uh, there is also uh, going to be an update for organized play and how that's going to work going forward as well. Um, as you can see, we've also done loads and loads of uh, let's plays and sort of round breakdowns and all sorts of things about the game yeah so uh, if i go back we have one two three let's plays do we and there are or... two more as well in the okay. uh in the uh the super fantasy brawl hub as well so you can oh, go check those out Ooh. two more so four let's plays and a round breakdown yes, cool so the rules right. aren't changing as far as you're aware it's just like yeah, so it's, yeah, it's going to be the same rules as they were as they were at the end of the last uh, Kickstarter when the original version of it released. And uh, this is just going to be a big new update to it with new champions and all sorts of new um, things to mess around with on that front. Um, one of the core sort of core features of it is obviously you get to pick your selection of different champions, pull their cards together, and then you make your own unique um, faction to use in the game. So this will basically just allow you to have even more options. Uh, and we should be learning a little bit more about this from the guys at uh, Mythic Games in the near future as well. Mm -hmm. So watch out for that. Like Ben says, you've come over to the website on tabletop.com and you come on through the Super Fantasy Brawl section, you will get all the juicy stuff that we have about it. That way, if you were on, on the first Kickstarter and you want to get back up to speed, uh, you know, yeah. after, after being locked up and locked down, that's a good way to do it. Yeah. And obviously, if you have got yourself the um, original Kickstarter set and you've, you've been playing the game, drop some reviews and stuff in there because there's a big, huge little review. Uh, review section for you to go and uh, put your yeah. thoughts in as well which is cool tell um, the world what you thought exactly i love your feedback yeah. and while you're at it go and get a forum thread started because you can win that epic prize very hey, true hey. very true yeah <laughs> like we did there lloyd yeah uh, uh yeah now we move on to some news from the guys at cromlech um they have been starting off their big set of releases for 2021 uh, there are going to be some uh, very awesome Necrony things coming down the pipeline. Uh, but the releases for uh, the month of February were their Sons of Thor Prime range. Um, so this is a selection of new heads, bodies, uh, weapons, accessories, and all sorts of bits and pieces for you to make your own version of the, uh, let's just say, Viking Space Knights, I guess, mm. uh, to use on the tabletop. The Vikingites. Um, the Vikingites, yes. <laughs> that does sound like an alien race from an <laughs> 80s TV show. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's what House was addicted to. <laughs> that, that or something you treat hemorrhoids with. One of the yes. two. Yeah. Make sure to use Vikingites on yours. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so they've done a section of uh, new uh, resin pieces, as you can yeah. see here. The heads and stuff will also work with official miniatures. So if you wanted to just go in and use just the headsets to make uh, more unique looking... Um, space walls for example then you can do that but they've also provided the bodies and the arms and everything else you need as well on top of a extended range of prime legionnaire stuff that they've done already so if you want to pick up things like um, alternative weapons for bolters and heavy weapons and that kind of thing they also do all of that over on their web store as well all compatible with what you're seeing here i really like a lot of the designs we've we've been getting uh because they trying to they get across that kind of like savage viking feel which i think is really nice 
all of the different rune axes look fantastic. I think they're really, I really think they're really cool, especially with all the different designs that they've done for them. Um, so, because I like that each of the different axes is different, means that you could kind of play around with the idea that each of them is like a iconic relic from the, the yeah. faction that they've sort of taken out of the vaults or something, which is pretty this, cool. This one in particular is kind of cool, right? Yeah, it's awesome. Because yeah. I've been watching stuff about Vikings and Glima, which is the Viking martial art. I think it's called Glima. Glima, something like that. Anyway, and the guy's like, yeah, and then if you hold your axe like this, you can swing it, but if you grab it up underneath that, like, lip bit, you can then just use it as a knife, and you can hit people with it, and all yes, that sort of stuff. Yeah. I'm like, ooh. So I'm realizing there's a load of minis that I've put weapons in the hands of all wrong. I should be, like, getting them all ready to stab each other with just... <laughs> like knuckle dusters. That's it, with the edge Viking of knuckle big dusters. Big-ass blade. Bearded yeah. axes are good, though. We all I enjoy am. bearded axes. Yeah, love me a bearded axes for bearded warriors. Mm. Um, I quite like also... the fact that there seems to be a, um, I suppose, Logan-esque head as well. Because yes. uh, yeah, I, yeah, the very first set. There you go. See him. I can't <laughs> not see him. <laughs> Old man Logan there. Of course. Yeah, Which makes perfect sense. Give him some I, lightning I, claws and he's he's away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and I imagine we'll be seeing quite a few people like that going schnickety schnick on people. I, I particularly liked as part of the accessories kit, which is the one at the very bottom. Uh, they did a stein uh, of beer. So mm. if you're, you know, your space Viking wants to go out and smash heads, of course, take your pint with you. That's the way to go. So yeah, very cool. That's right. Loving it. Right, gents, what is next? Uh, next up, we're moving to the realm of um, steampunk, steampunk and pulp adventure yeah. uh, with their release of the second edition of In Her Majesty's Name, which is by the Ministry of Gentlemanly Warfare, which is a fantastic name for a company, I might add. Yeah. Uh, so this is going to be the second edition of the game. The original edition came out for Osprey Games a couple of years mm. ago, um, had a couple of um, expansions to it as well, which sort of took it in different directions. Uh, but this is them going back to uh, sort of tweak and refine the rules for their skirmish game so that you can dive in and, uh, and play around with a new set of adventuring companies. Um, as I say, skirmish game, so it's all about sort of like a handful of figures on the tabletop uh, duking it out for all sorts of strange pulpy things. Maybe you want to go and raid tombs or maybe you want to fight off the undead on the cobbled streets of Victorian London and all kinds well, of things like that. I was just going to ask that. Obviously, I was thinking, oh, is this based in London? But then, of course, as soon as you see the minis and stuff, no, it's based all around the place, isn't it? Yeah. So uh, it should be pointed out that In Her Majesty's Name is miniature agnostic and also scale agnostic. Oh, sorry, base agnostic, I should mm. say. Um, so you can use any miniatures you like for this, as long as they obviously fit within the steampunky pulp thing, although don't let that stop you. Uh, but um, uh, the guys at North Star Military Figures put together these different sets um, using a range of different options that they have throughout their entire collection uh, and, and stuff as well. So you can make uh, Chinese war banners you can see there, or maybe you can go down the route of doing like the undead sort of Austro-Hungarian style force as well, which would be pretty cool. And they've even got like classic Sherlock Holmesian style sets as well. Um, so whichever way you want to go with this, be it the, be it the more sort of traditional steampunk or going down the, the pulp alley and you know mm. looking at things like the mummy and that kind of thing you can definitely do that and have fun with this and, and dive in yeah it's uh, a terrific little set of rules as well and the fact that you can get whatever you want on the table so if you if you're a fan of the league of extraordinary gentlemen mm. movie I, I don't know who that is but if you are you can recreate <laughs> that on the tabletop um 
And, um, and you can just go nuts with things like cobblestone castings to a great pulp range as to uh, Crusader, or you could use Volsung or um, Twisted yeah. from Demented Games. I mean, yes. you can pick up whatever you want. Yeah. They have uh, put out a PDF to update the, the, I'm trying to remember the name of the books, uh, Sleeping Dragons, Rising Sun, and Heroes, Villains, and Enemies. Yes. Um, they've yeah. done updates that you can download if you've got those books already, uh, if you want to push them into second edition. Uh, so you can keep using those things. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see where else they go with it now that they've decided to, to push on to the second edition. Yeah, so yeah, it's, not, it's not a new game. It's been around for quite a while now. Mm. Yeah, it's been around for a couple of years now. Um, they did, uh, so the, the original series of them were all the sort of blue books by Osprey. Um, so if you're familiar with those with the likes, they've done the same thing with a billion sons, for example, which is coming out uh, and that kind of thing. So uh, if you're interested in in that kind of thing, you can go and check out those books and and then get the updates for them as well. Sweet, mm. cool. I know what I'm going to go and check out. I'm going to go check these guys out. The Black Dragon Tongue. They are very cool. That yeah. is my big trouble in little China, just waiting to happen right there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. That, that's an interesting thing right there. Actually, now you say that, not just big trouble in little China, but taking films or pop culture movies that you like and then just going and using them as the basis for a faction or a scenario or a campaign in Her Majesty's name. Uh, I will also point out that the Ministry of uh, Gentlemanly Warfare um, do a couple of other games as well, which are probably worth taking a look at. They do um, uh, Thud, which is their fantasy war game, and they also do a Viking game, Lloyd. What? Yeah. Why haven't we highlighted it? Look, look at the t-shirt, man. Look at that t-shirt. <laughs> it's called Blood Eagle. Uh, and yeah. it's kind of like a very cool, sort of very character-focused one around a small war band. So it might be worth going worth checking out that out as well. Sweet. That wasn't a sentence, but yeah, go and check it out. <laughs> right. Before uh, we get completely distracted, what are we moving on to next? Uh, so next up, we're moving to a little preview from the guys at uh, Parabellum for Conquest. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've uh, shown off a couple of the new units that are going to be coming up very, very soon for the Hundred Kingdoms. Um, so this is a section of ranged options for you to pick, pick, pick up and play around with. You've got the Hunter Cadre, which is uh, the set that you see there, which use their crossbows uh, for taking down mighty monsters in your opponent's force. So maybe if the, uh, the abomination is skulking around the, not that it skulks but if it's <laughs> ranging around on the battlefield you can uh, take that down with your your hunter cadre and then if you prefer taking down um, regular troops and sort of peppering them with arrows from a fire you also have a set of the longbowmen as well who are going to be available at the same time which is very mm. cool uh, and again really nice new sculpts from the guys at parabellum um i i, I think both of these sets look very very cool uh, i particularly like the hunter cadre i think the um is that these guys yes i like the detail in these i think i think it's phenomenal it's i think the, the, the feather does it, it uh, the feathered hats are always a win that's for mm. sure um, the, but i think i just think i like all the, the poses and the detail that they got into them as well it, it it puts you in mind of actual skirmish which i think is is key especially with ranged forces rather than just all sort of stood there all aiming their bows at exactly the same target kind of thing i like the idea that they're all kind of like skirmishing around and running about getting their arrows ready to fire at different targets. And it means that they'll, they'll especially work well for things like First Blood if you want to go down the skirmish route as well. So, yeah. mm. It's interesting. They were due for release end of March, early April, I think, mm. something like that. They've actually been pulled forward. Mm. Um, Both so boxes. 
yeah so they're coming out the um 8th of march now is they're due for retail release and a few weeks ago we seen the new trolls for the nords we did yes they've also been pulled forward to the same date so brilliant the, so those boxes will all be coming out on the 8th of march yeah. Sweet. You can go and check uh, out store.ontabletop.com because I was we about have, to say exactly that. <laughs> yeah, we have the conquest 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 range up there. Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. That should also mean that maybe we'll see the uh is it the Wad Running? The Wad Run yeah, the, the unpronounceable yeah. Un, unspellable for Google uh faction. <laughs> they are coming in April, but there is a special scion of Wardrun, so a war priest um that is going to be available to pre-order for march cool. and it's limited he'll only be available as the sort of the preview of the faction and then after that they have a different sculpt that will be the main version going forward oh, um, that's cool. and if if i'm being brutally honest the pre-order version is much nicer so if you have any <laughs> intention of doing dinosaur riding orcs in your future for conquest get get the preview model because the other one is a bit static and dumb. Nice. He's just got one arm pointing, whereas the, the other one's a bit more, I'm going to cut you apart with scythes. So. <laughs> or, or, As it should be. Yeah. Sweet. Right. One that gruesome thought, let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so from a gruesome thought to a gruesome world. Uh, so uh, the world of Malifaux is getting a new starter set for the Explorer Society, which mm -hmm. is one of the new factions within the world of Malifaux. Uh, so this is going to be a new starter set that comes with uh, everything basically you need to get playing with this faction. Um, so you'll get all the kind of traditional gubbins that you normally think about. So you're going to get rulers and cards, all that kind of thing you need. And the card deck is actually themed to the faction, which I think is just fantastic. Hmm. But the cool thing about this uh, that Jerry pointed out to me is that it comes with pre-assembled miniatures. Um, so it's here, right in the box, just there, pre-assembled. So if you are one of those people who struggles to stick together weird miniatures because they can be a little fiddly do not worry because these come pre-assembled and ready to use out of the box which is just fantastic so uh, <laughs> let's hope they, they they put them together you know with a bit of care and attention because wasn't it last week i was talking about the pre-primed stuff oh yeah oh, the, the transformers the world lines yes. on them and stuff like that yeah I don't, I'm, uh, I don't think you're going to run into that problem as much depending on how these are manufactured i imagine they've gone for hard plastic and yeah probably and as such um it should be relatively easy for them to get them together yeah. weirds weirds casting is very good one of the reasons they are so fiddly is that it hides a lot of the mold lines yes i think they've decided to go with somebody who's pointing out their stat the poses are rather static compared to other weird models mm. i imagine that's for ease of assembly um because you don't want to be telling somebody that they need to put 50 pieces together to make one miniature and then do that a hundred <laughs> times for these boxes yeah um so i think it's it's going to be relatively straightforward um mold wise so yeah the yeah, fact that they're only pre-assembled they're not pre-prime means that you can always get in there and clean them up if you wish yeah it's not the mold lines mold lines no problem clean them up it's if um if someone's rushing to put stuff together and they clip too close to an elbow or something yeah. like that, and suddenly it's gone. And you're green stuffing on the edge of an elbow that's not there. Because yeah. I've seen that with some of my dust minis. I got mm. them through, and it was like someone's clipped them too close to the sprue, or, or too not close enough to the sprue, and you've lost a bit of elbow and things like right. that. This set's going to be available in May, uh, and I believe they're going to be doing uh, a lot more of their starter sets in the same style as this going they forward. Are, they so. are going to do 
every faction will get a starter set like this. That's um, really good. <laughs> so, so we're going to see some more previews over the next few weeks before, I think before even the, the Explorer Society lands, we're going to see another few expansions and they're going to be coming out. I don't know if it's every month, um, but, but hopefully within the space of the next year, there'll be yeah. a comprehensive set because it's a great system, but it's one of those ones that if people don't know where to start and for getting mm. new people into it, it can be tricky. Whereas you just go that box, that box yeah. contains everything you need for that faction. Go nuts. I mean, that, that's the thing that like when I dived into Malifaux, absolutely loved the game, but I had no real idea of exactly which one I should start with. So I had to basically turn to someone who knew the game in and out and be like, yeah. right, I really want to play as the guild. What's the sort of pack that I should pick up? Thankfully it was the right one, obviously, which is good, but they have kind of um, tried to aid in that with these star sets as well. Um, so they come with versatile characters within the set. So a lot of the different factions have sub factions and these will work with all the different of the, all of those. So yeah. there's no like, Oh God, I've picked this set up, but I can't use but them I with can't this. Use it somewhere yeah. else. Yeah. So, yeah. Which is good. I also love the Mari in it. The, the Mari carrying the huge patu. <laughs> yeah. give somebody skull in yes. he just looks cool. amazing yeah. big fan uh, next we're moving on to some historical wargaming uh, mm -hmm. and this is the news that Warlord Games are now taking pre-orders for their revised edition of SBQR so this is a game that released a couple of years ago now I think mm. uh, and um, was kind of a way for you to dive in and do skirmishes and kind of small warband style games set within the ancient period uh sort of primarily aimed at sort of like romans and gauls but they've also done a whole bunch of other different factions at this point this is going to be their revised edition which takes on board a lot of the community feedback that came out when the game initially launched uh and so everything has been sort of like reworked retuned and refined uh i don't know the specifics of it yet but it's all been sort of like they've taken on board all of that information to try and deliver a new version of the game for everyone to dive into so does that mean that this is the original starter set but repacked with the new rules is it yeah yes yes um so that's the yeah original box set same style of miniatures as you would have got in the original but it comes with the new book this also means obviously it's not been very long since the original rules came out and so in order to kind of aid that what Warlord have said they're going to do is they're doing um uh, sort of a redemption scheme so if you want to pick up the new rules but you someone who picked up the old rules very, very recently or whatever, you can buy one of the infantry sets and you get given the rules, as you can see here, for free. Hmm. So if you want to pick up some more Romans, you buy the box, you get the book for free. And this extends through until the end of March uh, on the 24th. Yeah. Um, which is even, pretty good. So, yeah, that's yeah. not bad. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting to see what they've done with the rules. Yes. Because yeah. there was an awful lot of feedback when it originally launched. An awful, mm. awful lot of feedback. So... Yeah. Um, some of, them, I'm, I'm some, some of them were little things and some of them were fairly crucial game mechanics yeah. that needed to be tweaked. So and pretty instant feedback too. Oh, oh very <laughs> it much. It didn't so. take very long to get the feedback. No, no it didn't. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully that's rectified most of the issues that people had with it. Um mm. while it is called SPQR and it does look like it focuses on Romans, it is just a ancient set yes so there yeah. are uh warband lists in it for most of the people you'd find in around yeah. the mediterranean so um i don't think they're persians but they're definitely greeks yeah. um, i know they do macedonians they've yeah. got numidians um G germanic hordes as well not just yeah. uh yeah. So, like so think of it stuff, so. if people think of it more as a um 
because it's not even Imperial or Republic Room, because I think there's warband lists for both of memory serves. So it's <laughs> it's it's like a broad spectrum. You've yes. got a, a chunk of yeah. history, sort of four to five hundred years in and around the Med, um, and and they'll cover most of them in there. But uh, it's, it's interesting. I would, I would like to see a copy of the rules and see exactly what they've done to uh, refine it and fix it. Yeah, but the box sets are all Republican Roman, aren't they? No, no, are they Imperial? No. That those are Republican that you're looking at. Yeah. But I haven't I haven't been through to see because it's not limited to just the Romans on the redemption <laughs> scheme. It, it, they've just put together selections of um, yeah. of box sets that you can pick up. Oh, because um, the, the Republican Romans are the ones I like out of Warlord. Right. Oh, yes. I, the... uh, from, a, from a miniature standpoint of view, I think that's their better set of Romans, hmm. which is really cool. Plus, if you're into Clash or whatnot, You've got another rule set you can jump in and out of. You could quickly swap yeah. in and out between. Yeah. This yeah. week we're playing Clash. This week we're playing SPQR. Yeah, I think kind of like the original sort of ethos when they thought about bringing SPQR, SPQR out was sort of focused on the idea that maybe you don't have the time <laughs> to make huge mass battle forces. Instead, make a slightly smaller force around the sort of scale of a saga warband kind of thing and, yeah. and play out games using that kind of scale of army. So, it is sort of 30 to thirty to 50 figures, yeah. you know, ish, let's say. That, that, that's roughly what you're looking at for most of the warbands. With yeah. Celts and like, that will go up. <laughs> unless, you want to, unless you want to play a super elite, just nothing but nobles as far as the eye can see, um, which is doable as well. Uh, that then takes us down to a smaller scale and a fantasy world for the next piece of news I believe we looked at printing in detail last week uh, but we're also looking at them again this week uh, because they have taken uh, some of the 3D sculpted miniatures by uh, another creator called Moon Jammy which is a fantastic name uh, and bought new 10mm Shadow Elves to their web store for you to pick up in these physical formats um, so the new range of these miniatures, again, printed to this exceptionally high quality, which I think is just mind-boggling, um, especially for the small scale. Uh, we've got the Highborn, which comes uh, both on foot and mounted on top of a lizard, a cold one, to mm. Warhammer aficionados. Um, they've also done a Sorceress, uh, who again comes on foot, casting spells, and also on top of a lizardy lizard. Uh, <laughs> They've also um, got a assassin in the mix as well, who is presented on top of a, uh, a piece of terrain, sort of skulking away in the background, as you can see there, sneaking up behind enemy lines to go and um, shank some war machine crews and make sure they can't fire their weapons, as would often be the case in Warhammer. Yeah. Uh, and then we have a section of more elite troops as well, uh, because they do have a lot of Shadow Elves already available over on their web store. But these are kind of fleshing things out beyond the kind of like rank and file spearmen and, and crossbowmen and stuff. So we have the Blood Queen Chariot, which we just saw, and then the Blood Fanatics, uh, which are kind of like your Daughters of Cain, which are pretty mm -hmm. cool. Uh, and then there's also a set of cavalry. So you've got your elite lizard riders, again, sort of cold one riders, uh, sort of riding into battle. Now, the thing that's really cool about this uh, is that the sculpting style from uh, Moon Jammy is very similar to uh, the sculpting style of Forest Dragon, who's done the miniatures for, for example, the, the Wood Elves and the Vampires and that kind of thing in the past. So if you like that style of miniature and you wanted to continue to build on this with more Elves uh, and just sort of like expanding your collection of 10 mil stuff, then they all work. 
really nicely together because the style is so similar. Uh, and can, you are sorry, go. Yeah. Can we remember who sculpted the ones we were looking at last week in three D? Forest printing? Dragon. That's Forest Dragon three D. Yeah, because they were sweet. They are very sweet. Yeah. So these should sit pretty well with that then. Pretty much, yeah. They've got the same kind of um, proportional scale and that kind of thing to them. Um, so you've still got the kind of the focus on the sort of larger weaponry uh, and yeah. the the details and things like heads and stuff are more pronounced. Um, and also all, all the armor is very nicely detailed as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you've given me two links here. You've given me a link to a Moonjami as well. Yeah, so Moonjami is the one who uh, sculpted these. So if you would prefer to go and pick up stuff um, either in... Um, STL format file, then you can go and pick up these from 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 him directly, from them directly, uh, and also I think they have access to uh, ways for you to print them through my manufacturing that thing as well. So definitely go and check those out. Um, obviously, uh, these uh, creators are doing things through Patreon and all kinds of things like that too. So if you see them and you want to um, support them like specifically, then you can go and do that too, which is cool. So yeah, very awesome. Wait, yeah. The, the time of the 10 mil fantasy army is coming. I am just waiting until Forest Dragon or Moon Jammy makes dwarves, and then <laughs> I am away. Oh, so. you, you, you've set people off somewhere. What do you mean coming? We've had 10 mil flipping fantasy armies. For years. <laughs> <laughs> what, what I specifically mean is the time of exquisitely casted, <laughs> exquisitely cast 10 mil figures. Printed. You, exquisitely printed do you want me to hold on showing you a dwarf army for next week maybe then as the end of the week then oh 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 la la i'm gonna get and educated mm. Mm. educated i would say <laughs> if i'm um, when we talked about this when we looked at uh the forest dragons bretonian chivalric knights last yes week, yeah. um fantastic they're they're set up specifically for people who want to play warmaster mm. because you've got the right number of bases per regiment right out of the, uh, great. the box <laughs> so to speak uh if you don't have access to warmaster um you can pick up something like the fantastic battles mm-hmm. um rule set which i i looked at last week as well yeah. um because it 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 is scale agnostic so so you base them wherever where you want and then you, you work from there you mean the fact that they come in sets of five? Um, specifically that they come in regiments of six strips, two strips to a base, three bases to a regiment. That is the Warmaster standard. Right. Yeah. So uh, There's also uh, Warband by Pendragon, which is uh, hmm. Pendragon, which is worth a, a shout as well. Um, yeah. But Fantastic Battles looks looks like a, a really great one. Obviously, you talked about it last week, so we won't yeah. gild the lily too much. No, but no, no. Um, uh, I, I really like the system they've gone with and stuff. It's really cool. And uh, I move on from my dreams of 10 millimeter <laughs> Forest Dragon Dwarves to talk about another thing that I love mm-hmm. far too much, perhaps, to some people. Uh, and that is that Oathsworn um, Miniatures are working together uh, with their community in order to bring a new sports game to the tabletop set within but not exclusive to the world of burrows and badges uh, what what so yeah so furball was the original name of the game and that's what how it was presented as part of the oath sworn journal that was out a couple of weeks ago um which included rules for playing a game based on the likes of shinty and hurling which are uh, gaelic celtic games as you, as uh, people will no doubt be aware mm. perhaps they're very dangerous <laughs> dangerous <laughs> games um it's not that dangerous well, not now. I, do, but... <laughs> I, do, I do remember having my head spliced open once, yeah. mind you. you know. yeah. uh, but this uh, is now called Burrow Ball, 
uh, as has been decided by the community. Mm. Um, and uh, this was the first miniature that was ever done for this as part of their last Kickstarter because um, Michael was like, let's just sculpt up something fun for what sports they might play. Uh, but so far, over in the Facebook group where everything is being playtested, because uh, it's entirely open playtest at the moment, uh, you can go and download the rules and give them a go. Uh, and uh, they're working through things Where like... Where is that? Uh, there should be a Facebook, Facebook group link maybe somewhere in there. Yeah. There we go. Yep. I'm going to say You'll have to join the group, yeah. though. So, yeah. Mm. Um, but they're doing things like working out the best way for the rules to, uh, to play out. Mm. Uh, they're tweaking and testing things as things go. They're deciding on the way that the uniform should look. So uh, I think they've sort of settled on now kind of like a mix between more modern but also medieval. So kind of mm. bringing in leather armor and that kind of thing onto the models, which is pretty cool. This does mean Michael's going to do more sculpting, which is it, great. So. It was starting, I'm not going to say it was starting fights, but <laughs> there were Phil and Frank exchange of views over whether or not they should look like people playing sports or look like some sort of stripped down jester. Yeah. Um, but uh, I like a mix between the two. I think I think what, it's a, a happy it, medium. <clears throat> what did you say it's called now? So it's not called Furball, it's not called Burrow Ball. Burrow, Burrow Ball. Burrow Ball. They, they discovered that there's actually a card game called furball that exists already on the market and even though this is a miniatures game and has nothing to do with it they went rather than yeah. rather than run into the issue of people yeah. trying to find their game and coming across yeah. the other one and vice versa that uh, they would just change it before yeah. they get that far that's um, unfortunate so they didn't go with my suggestion of harry ball then no, no they didn't <laughs> well, didn't go with close. i was gonna say as well um as I was saying, the rules are available as part of the Earth One Journal, and you can just download them as soon as you get access to the group as well. Yeah. They're listed up there at the top of the comment, and you can give the game a go. Um, I had a look through the rules, uh, and they seem pretty cool. It's very um, sort of dynamic and free-flowing, like uh, the, the passage of play from the ball and that kind of thing is really easily done, and it uses a lot of the kind of um, sort of touchstones of the original Burrows and Badgers rules yeah. as well. So if you've played that game, then it's quite an easy sort of translation over. Basically, maybe you'll uh, find some time to go and do some sort of tweaking and twerking and create some miniatures from the original range to use in uh, as your new teammates. Mm. As well. so maybe you could go read the rules and then start a forum topic about what people think of the rules. You could do exactly over that. Over on the on yeah. Tabletop website. Yeah. You might even win a prize. Especially because Michael is very active over here on, on, that, uh, that on, uh, on Tabletop. Yeah. So Especially, we'll get involved. So, yeah. yeah. And especially if you start a forum topic that says, why didn't you to use Lloyd's naming suggestion? <laughs> why? I, I can think of at least one reason. <laughs> but is it good enough? We'll see, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Time will tell. Uh, but yeah, so uh, that's everything for the news. I, I love that I got to finish off on something Burrows and Badgers mm. related. That's great. Fantastic. I'm done. <laughs> So 3D printing, fellas, I believe we've got a couple of cool ranges picked out to look at this week. Yeah, so um, picked out two 3D printing, 3D printing Patreons, which uh, caught my eye as I was perusing the internet. Um, the first of these is another plosive name. It's Print Your Monster. Uh, and uh, they have been sculpting up all manner of interesting creatures and creations yeah. uh, recently. Um, so, their latest sort of Patreon offerings, which you see here, are for Dr. Rickler's horrifying laboratory. So if you wanted to go down the route of perhaps something pulpy, as we were looking at in the news with Her Majesty's name, mm. uh, then you have some quirky, interesting, mad scientist vibes going on here with a lot of the different 3D prints that you've got. 
for this month. Uh, big monstrous creations, creatures there, as you can see. You've got terrain in there and scientists and sort of hangers-on and, and all kind of things as well. So a really fascinating-looking selection. And um, it was one that I'd not really seen before uh, up until this week when mm. I was just sort of perusing Patreon. Just happened to type in 3D, 3D miniatures, and uh, this one popped up, and it looks really awesome. So, yeah, very cool. Um, That's not right. <laughs> i'm not sure which is i mean the tripod there is that's a bit mm, isn't it but yeah. the the poor screaming child yeah i imagine ears and eyes have both been removed and replaced with better versions i would assume so yeah Look how much yeah. better you are now than you were before just like yeah. the adeptus mechanicus <laughs> <laughs> oh you imagine putting them on a table for 40k yeah yeah <laughs> look at all this technology i'm gonna give you but to keep you warm i'm gonna give you a bin liner <laughs> yeah, they've got, they've got tarp to wrap around themselves. I have yeah. to say, the sculpting on that tarp is amazing. It is really nice, yeah. Um, and um, as with a lot of 3D printing um, Patreons and people who, who sculpt uh, in, in the digital medium, well, there's also before, another My we, Mini Factory. Yeah, uh, just before we move on past the whole clothy tarp stuff, Mm -hmm. Now, in 3D, there are packages that let you specifically do that sort of thing. Oh, okay. So what That's you clever. do is, what you can do is, see the way there's a stitch line and stuff here? Yeah. Right? You can actually put cloth together in segments. So you can say, this is the stitch line and this is the stitch line and hold it over your model. And then you can let the clothes fall down on your model and then kind of <clears throat> squeeze into it and pull it around. Wow. Model. And it works out the folds and things like that. That's maybe what they've been doing here, so it's pretty swish. That's stuff. very cool. It's yeah. whether you'll be able to print it or not. I guess well, well, we would assume they've tested it. Yeah, because well, it looks it looks very detailed. Yeah, mm. I imagine it'll print. It's whether or not you have the resolution to pick up all the fine details. But if you don't, yeah. then you have just creased cloth. You're not you're not going to lose anything. No. You know? Yeah. Well, you will lose stuff, but at the end of the day, you'll still have you'll still have a, a creased cloth around them. Yeah, not enough to make too much of a difference, yeah. which, is, which is good. But um, um, as I was saying, uh, Print Your Monster doesn't necessarily just do this kind of strange, horrifying laboratory experiment stuff. Uh, there's also a whole range over on there, My Mini Factory, that you can go and check out as well, which um, sort of expands on this and looks into things like fantasy creatures and, and, and all sorts of things as well. So um, if you're in the market for something a little bit quirky, a little bit wee, a little bit woo, uh, then they have a vast selection of different things for you to play around with, which is really cool. Uh, like, for example, diving into a bit of D&D, &D, you've got like an Orcus-style demon there, which is really awesome. Throw that into the mix. Be a good boss for you to end up fighting during your campaigns if you get to the end of it. And there's an example of a print as well, which is pretty cool. So you can get an idea of how much quality you can carry over into into them uh, and stuff, which is nice. Sweet. Yeah. So uh, the terrain is one of the things that catch my eye. Because you do see an awful where, lot of people. Where? where? Any where? of them, to be brutally honest. You've got Bobby oh, Agus chicken-legged hat there. Yeah. You've got um, shroom-type things. There's boats. Mm. And again, it's it's one of those, a lot of people do miniatures. But then you don't see quite as many people doing combined ranges. So we say yeah. you've, you've got yeah. miniatures, but then you've also got the setting for them. So imagine that's some sort of yeah, it is, yeah, so undead pirate set. Oh, that's, cool. I mean, that's crazy good. That's yeah. Awesome. <laughs> There's a boat on a crab. <laughs> I like crabs. Yeah. I like that's... boats. Yep, yeah. so there you go. 
a match made in heaven. And yeah. if I like likes, how they've if Ben likes skeleton uh, pirates, <laughs> then the gang's all here. I do. It's a triumvirate. We're okay. Yeah. yeah so. I love that they've shown how it breaks down as well. So it's not one of those things where it's going to be one huge, monstrous, complicated print. It's going to be sort of broken down and then you just stick it all together again, which is nice. Graveyard golems, sweet. That's very nice. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose suppose a lot depends on people's printers as well. Because I imagine a lot of these are, you can split them down or if you've got the print bed big enough. <laughs> you can may yeah. with my technology talk Jared the tech guy once again well, you can well, he, print them he, more more solid here you go here's an example of two different types of prints I assume this is going to be one of the resin ones here yeah. and this is going to be one of the actual sort of um, filament filament F- ones that FDM. Like, FDM. goes FDM. back and forth yeah. Yeah. yeah but the thing that like I, th- I think one of the things that's been quite nice over, especially the last couple of years when we're looking at 3D printing is, and you get this when you hit, you talk to Justin about a lot of the stuff that gets 3D printed, is there's little tiny tricks and things that you can work out with your printer to get the best out of it. So there's certain things that Justin does when he kind of like poses miniatures or the way that he actually puts them into the bed and all that kind of thing that mean that they come out looking better than they potentially would if you just sort of whack them into the program and just let them go kind of thing, which is nice. Um, but it, so it's all a little bit of a learning curve and it's a hobby in of itself, really, which is, you know, uh, emerging and, and and very vibrant at the moment, as you can see, <laughs> by a lot of what people have been doing. So, yeah. yeah, I think that's a key element to just highlight is <clears throat> it's quite in-depth at the minute, just getting up to speed with 3D print. It'll obviously get yeah. easier in the future. But like you say, Ben, it's... um. It's kind of a hobby within itself at the minute, which is why we have a specific section for it. We've carved it off. <laughs> <laughs> so anybody who's not interested, you just skip this section. You don't need to. They've already done it. They're not, they're not here. They've already gone, Lloyd. <laughs> you know, the, the main, say, the main, I don't the... care about 3D printing because you could have skipped this section. <laughs> the main thing as well to remember with a lot of these things, especially from uh, these, is that with the Patreons, they often tend to provide the STL files for people to print at home. But then you can use things like my mini factory and other, and other different um, uh, sort of outlets out there. For example, like we talked printing about printing with detail, detail yeah. yeah, that will do physical versions of a lot of these. Uh, and Etsy is also a really nice place to go and try and find these kind of models as well. So a lot of people will do things just off their own back through Etsy and that kind of thing and, and, uh, and share them there too. So it's, if you see a miniature and you really like it, there's no guarantee that it's just going to be digital. You might be able to find it in physical format. Might be able to find a real one out there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a real monster. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> is that Mickey Mouse? That is true. He yeah. is a real monster. Yeah. So, um, Disney, yeah. um, as well as um, <laughs> before you move on so that was like if you go to myminifactory.com and then you look for print your monsters you will yes. find that but we've you got another do. really cool one coming up we do yeah so um, uh, obviously uh, print your monster there was very much sort of fantasy focused and had some sort of creepy pulp stuff as well uh, unit 9 is another creator over on Patreon who's been doing some really awesome stuff but from a cyberpunk uh, viewpoint so uh, say for example you've been inspired by the uh, by the latest cyberpunk game uh, to maybe play it on the tabletop then you can go and check out some really awesome looking sculpts uh, from unit 9 over on Patreon uh, for you to use in your games uh, your skirmish games as well so maybe things like um, uh, Hint for example human interface maybe you want to go down that route uh, or maybe you want to try a different game maybe Stargrave for example Stargrave. would be a good one Hydrophilia yeah. 
Hydrophilia would be another nice yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so there's a, a vast selection of different characters that have been done uh, by Unit Nine. Uh, some of them taking uh, kind of familiar um, pop culture characters, uh, just as I see one there, mm. uh, and sort of playing around with the idea of them and using them on the tabletop. Uh, some of them a lot more uh, sort of original. Um, most of them, again, built on the kind of archetypal cyberpunks. So you've got things like Rocker Boys, you've got net Netrunners, you've got your your solos and that kind of thing as well. Um, and it seems like a great time to go and pick up miniatures like this because obviously Cyberpunk Red is now out as well from the guys at Talosaurian. So if you want to dive in and play the role-playing game, you could also do that as well, which is really nice. Mm. Uh, but yeah, this is their February offerings. But um, much like with Print Your Monster, as we saw before, they're also doing uh, a lot of stuff over on my mini factory as well. So you can go and check them out there. Isn't that rock well. steady before he was turned into a boar? Oh, I don't it know. Does, <laughs> it does look like it, yeah. Next one was that? Not him. This one? Yeah. Yeah. I'm fairly certain that is him. He's got, <laughs> he's got the shades, he's got the haircut. Yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah. He's just uh, a tub of mutagen away from becoming a boar. <laughs> My mini factory. And who are we looking at again? Unit 9. Unit 9 is the name of this one, yeah. So uh, if you're interested in picking up these characters and uh, and getting them uh, in, in a different fashion, you can do that here as well. So if you miss out on them as part of the Patreon, just dive in and pick them up over here because they tend to be available um, not necessarily just um, a month after, but maybe a couple of months after uh, for everyone else to pick up. So a really nice sort of avenue to go down for a little bit more of a sci-fi adventure on the tabletop. Which is pretty cool. The bikes Bike, are sweet. Yeah, bikes are, are very nice. Awesome. Yeah. Again, going with the kind of um hollow wheeled style, kind of tron-esque, which is always nice to see. Um, but yeah. There's, there's the the thing that I quite liked about this is there's a really nice selection of different styles. So you've got hmm. the uh kind of runners um that you'd use as your heroes in a in a cyberpunk game, and then you've also got things like the soldiers that you could use as the enemies that you come up against. The slightly more sort of um, uh, powered up, souped up police forces for the use on the streets as well. Do- uh, dogs, Ben. Dogs. Look at that. Dog. Cyber dogs. Who cyber could do- I told you cyber dogs are the way of the future. Cyber dogs. Yeah. Cyber dogs. <laughs> the Big Mecca was particularly uh, interesting. Which one? This uh, one? Go, go up. No, he's too uh, small. That one. one. Yeah. Cyberpunk weapons Go, go big or go home. Oh, yeah. Very much so. That's the sort of thing. That's a two-man mech. That's how you do it. <laughs> That's Pi- cool. Pilot and gunner. I wouldn't um, want to be this guy if you get into a really hairy battle. <laughs> That's right. Because uh, I imagine those um, masks, the, the face plates actually close up so you can have cockpit open or cockpit closed. Which is uh, nice. It's not stuff coming from the outside. It'd be stuff coming from above that I'd be oh, no, 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 no. That's their self-contained pods in case you need to eject, I imagine. That, in my world, they would be. Yeah. Yeah, um, otherwise, you just have them sitting on your shoulders. Yeah. A bit, a bit weird. Don't want yeah. that. Uh, I was going to say as well. Um, uh, what you're seeing here is, uh, is is stuff that will, will be familiar to some people from Human Interface, uh, Nakamura Tower, which was the cyberpunk game that we looked at many many years ago. Lloyd, I remember we did an article yeah. of it in a, in a in our magazine back in the day as well. I know. Wish. Uh, yeah. Uh, Why is it that? Looked, is it the same sculptor or something? It's or? the same sculptor and design style. Yeah. So you'll know you'll recognize a lot of the different characters in here, and the art style is taken from that game uh, and sort of ported over into the Patreon, which is cool. So if you're looking just individuals away from the, the board game, then you can just pick these up here, which is nice. 
That's sweet. That explains some of the other art, you know, the the sort of digital art and stuff. Because I was looking at this, looks very familiar. I loved that hint stuff. That was cool. Next up, gents, the Kickstarters. Oh, what have yeah. we got for this week? Kicking off things on the Kickstarter front with Loke Battle Mats, who are on Kickstarter right now with their big book of wilderness battle mats for you to use in games like Dungeons and Dragons and Pathfinder, and maybe another game which we'll look at we, in a little bit. <laughs> we were looking at these guys just a week or two ago. Warren was doing a um, a Warren meets Matt. Mm, yeah, one of their books. So he did a, a Warren meets Matt on some of their latest releases, uh, looking at sort of urban locations. But stepping beyond the urban locations, uh, the folks at Loke have gone out into the wilderness, and you can now pick up uh, not just the big battle map, which you're seeing here in the video, but also there's a smaller book that comes alongside it as a supplement which can be used to um, build on it and sort of add together to create larger landscapes. Or as you can see here, they've used two of the large ones to make a, a big um, outdoor uh, uh, sort of encounter on the tabletop, mm. which is really nice. Um, all of them come uh, gridded, so they're perfect for you know traditional use in Dungeons and Dragons. But I quite like the grids are like fairly faint on them. So you could try and get away with using them for some kind of skirmish game as well, I think, if you wanted to, to try and sort of go off book in that regard. Um, <laughs> very good, yeah. I didn't even realize I'd done that. Uh, they've, As well as doing sort of uh, traditional sort of uh, foresty style environments, uh, they've also done things like a lava field and there's a desert and there's stuff down by the seaside and that kind of thing as well. That makes it sound lovely, but you're probably going to get attacked on the seaside oh, yeah. by terrifying goblins or... Uh, I imagine some sort of undead shrimp pirates on a giant crab boat. Exactly. Exactly what's going to come <laughs> up, coming at you like Cleopatra. Yeah. Um, as well as being um, uh, gridded, they're also uh, wipeable. Uh, with, dry, uh, with dry erase markers. So if you wanted to scribble things on them and then wipe it off afterwards, you can easily do that, which is good to see. And in addition to the books that they've done as part of the Kickstarter, they've also got a couple of accessory sets as well. So you can get their sticker set, which again, Warren looked at as part of the Warren Meets Matt, which is sort of a reusable uh, cling style sticker set, which can be used to lay down different effects onto the... Um, uh, onto the mats and then sort of peeled off and stuck back into the book so you can use them again at a later date it's static that holds them in place isn't it yes so yeah. static cling is the kind of uh the the, the it's the, like uh window vinyl window stickers yes thing. Yeah. so so if, I, they, if they stop sticking soapy water there you go let them try out and they're good to go again there's a free jerry can for you yeah <laughs> I, I do like the stuff they do with these especially um i see they've got a small book of battle mats yes yeah, and I imagine at some point we'll get the giant book of battle mats because they, they tend to do them in those sort of triplets. They do, yeah. um, but over time the original set were essentially expanded or cut down. Mm -hmm. um, when they've done the more recent books in small and giant flavor, they're not just the same map but slightly wider or slightly smaller. They've they've changed it so you're not just looking at the same castle, for example, replicated three times but you, you can combine them together so you can use mm. different size books alongside in the same way they've been shown off the two standard size books sort of folded out and, and side by side you can build up little um small mini map areas using those things and they all yeah. sort of join together or can join in various ways yeah in addition to the um sort of physical rewards you can get from back in the campaign 
they've also done a selection uh, of digital offerings as well. So you can pick things up like adventure modules and stuff to play that kind of fit with the idea of the wilderness theme. And you can also get the digital versions of the mats to use in things like Roll20, for example. So um, if you're playing a lot of stuff online, as a lot of people are nowadays, uh, then you can sort of dive in and use those. Just slip them into the program and uh, they're ready to go, which is pretty awesome as well. Um, and then you've got things like DM screens and all sorts of bits and pieces too. You know, the weird thing is, because I'm looking at that DM screen and I wouldn't use it as a DM screen, but I'm looking at it going, that's double-sided and one side is like a, a lovely pastoral scene and the other side is sort of mountainous area. Backdrop for photographing minis. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Swish. Loving it. It's well-funded yeah. too, isn't it? It yeah. is, yes. Oh yeah, well-funded with nope. 10 days to go from when you're yeah. viewing this. They are, um, well, they're they're well-known now over the past couple of years they've managed to ramp stuff out so people absolutely love what they do and they do it to a good quality so it was yeah it was never in doubt that it was going to be well funded <laughs> that's interesting i didn't realize you got a free digital version with every book yeah. set mm -hmm. that's interesting so while we're uh, during the event while, mm -hmm. while things are going on during yeah, the event always... you can sit down and play things uh online and then when you can finally meet up with your friends again you can sit around a table and rig out the mats it's awesome so yeah yeah. just having visions of all your friends sitting around the table to play a game in person for the first time and all doing it via roll 20 on their phones <laughs> it's just become so ingrained yeah i like the fact that they're wipeable because i would yes. still be disinfecting after that <laughs> someone, someone moves their miniature lloyd carries it on behind with it. a squeezy bottle someone yeah. breathed on my dick oh i'll get rid of that oh. <laughs> Moving on, gents. Next, yeah, era, I believe we've got some ten mil medieval type stuff. <laughs> we do, yeah. 10 so mil again, what the heck? It's as if it's only just been invented. <laughs> there was never any ten mil minis ever in the world until like until we yeah. showed them off. Yeah. That's it. That is exactly how it on went. tabletop. The inventor of ten mil, and yeah. you didn't know it, but now you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is the ten mil baronial wars. Uh, mercenary army miniatures by apocalypse miniatures um so this is a set specifically as part of this kickstarter uh of um pewter cast old school metal cast mercenary figures for you to use during the 13th century and the baron wars which have become very popular uh, over the last couple of months uh but all in 10 mil so the units that they've been working on at the moment are uh, based on a lot of the different factions that would have been either fighting against the English or been hired by the English to beat up more of the English. Uh, <laughs> so you've got um, mercenary Welshmen, Irishmen and Scots to add into the mix uh, and, and use alongside your uh, English figures on the table. I will say that in the grand scheme of things, the Irish gallow glass there, they were mostly hired to beat up Irish. <laughs> this guy here. No, the fellow. Well, yeah, him or the, there's, there, there's a guy about with an axe as well. He's another gallow glass. But, uh, but yeah, they, oh. they, they came over with a fierce reputation. <laughs> I'm going to say my family, yeah. the McCabe's, were literally hired by some bloke in Cavern <laughs> uh, to, to just batter everybody 
that's the only reason they're McCabe's in Ireland. Actually, because yeah. they just went, you want us to be pleased, you say? Oh, we have people, you say? With our axes, you say? Amazing. <laughs> I'll do that. Right Perfect. over there. So, yeah, so it's so you don't just have to tour and, and stick to the English side of things. You can do a lot of uh, 12th, 13th century and even well, in the 14th around Ireland and do uh, small scale stuff there. Well, here's your dates. Yeah. I don't know what this rule system, have they got their own rule system or, or what's this? Yeah, so this is a rule system that they've been working on. Uh, they're quite a small operation, mm-hmm. uh, Apocalypse, but they're kind of, uh, they've been doing things for quite a while now. Uh, and this is their set of rules called Army of God, as you can see there, which are going to be, which should be coming out to everyone to pick up uh, in sort of quarter two of 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, so sort of springtime. So watch out for that. Uh, and uh, as you can see, it's kind of going to not just deal with, that sort of period of the Barons Wars, but sort of a little bit sort of either side as well, which is pretty awesome. So yeah. if you want to dive in and do things like crusades and that kind of thing too, and sort of later medieval stuff, then you've got some nice options there as well. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really like the detail wars, on these. I suppose as well. Yeah. yeah. I the really like the detail beautiful. on the sculpts. It's really nice. Yeah. The detail's amazing. I was looking at this going, this is all traditionally sculpted. No, no card involved. I would go oh. blind. I mean, look at it. I would go blind. <laughs> just trying to paint that never mind trying to sculpt that but you get down to a model's eye view now with your head rested on the desk Lloyd so. yeah I know <laughs> my, my, my secret special way of painting yeah that's class because when I first seen them I was like is that really 10 mil with the amount of detail yeah. that's in them yeah and um, like as I say this is just looking at the sort of mercenary side of things mm. but they do have uh, a bunch of sort of cavalry options and more over on their web store where they've been doing uh, lots of knights and that kind of thing as well. So if you are interested in this and playing things at this much smaller level, much smaller level and scale, then uh, you can like Saga, you know, for example. Like oh. Saga, for example. Oh. <laughs> saga. Just saying. See, whiz. It is funded, I believe, isn't it? But it yeah. could do with a yes. bit more funding, peeps. If you're liking the looks of this, definitely rock in on that because I think the quality of the scobs alone. Yeah deserve it i wonder if you can get can you get like one with the minis and the rule book and stuff together i imagine so is yeah. that what they're trying to do here if you, if you buy be. further down i think the come. core of what they're doing is for the miniatures and then yeah. the rules may come after the fact but yeah so, Fuck. yeah time will tell time will tell sweet the more funded they are the more they can do <laughs> so yeah i'm gonna have to go and see if they've got a a Facebook page or something like that. Uh, we move on from that and we head uh, along the road to Middle Earth and explore what's coming up from, well, <laughs> it's now available, from Free League Publishing as part of their new Kickstarter for the One Ring role-playing game, second edition. So, yeah, uh, they're not ruling anything with this One Ring in middle earth they're bloody well ruling ruling kickstarter look at that oh, yes <laughs> 740 grand gee yeah. whiz so the first edition uh which was designed by francesco nepotello um was very very well regarded uh and is it? is it just is a role-playing book it's a role-playing book yes right yeah oh, look, uh, it went and, up a bit more while we're looking at it <laughs> and it's a role-playing game that's um, a lot of people really like because it very much sticks true to the themes of Middle Earth and Tolkien's sort of like um, exploration of Middle Earth and its cultures and that kind of thing. It's not, as a lot of people said in like um, comments and stuff quite rightly, it's not like all about dungeon delving and fighting 
you know, reams and reams of bad guys. It's a lot more about journeys and meeting people and uh, sort of embracing cultures and also fighting things alongside it and holding back the tides of darkness from uh, Well, I should hope so because you're describing Holiday Simulator there from <laughs> <laughs> Yes, get in your caravan and go down to Bree. Um, uh, but um, this second edition uh, takes a lot of the, well, the core mechanics of the original game in the first edition and sort of updates and tweaks them thanks to a lot of the player feedback they got from that. Uh, but still keeps it within the uh, the themes and ethos that they had with the first edition. The massive big change to this comes from uh, the free league publishing side of things and bringing on the amazing artists who have done just stunning work uh, with the book and the artwork and the layout. And as you can see here, the starter set as well. Um, so uh, this is like the massive big shift for this is that the artwork stepped away from what could potentially be considered with the first edition, like a little bit sort of like twee country bumpkin style artwork to a lot more of like a serious tone to it, which I think is just amazing. I, I, the artwork just blows me away whenever I see the stuff for this. It's really oh nice. my God, they have a cave troll. Yeah. Um, one cool thing, so sort of delving a little bit deeper to this as well, the RPG is set kind of between the, t the time of The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings yeah. in what's sort of known as the, tw the Twilight of the Third Age. So, you know, moving towards the resurgence of Sauron and uh, the power of the One Ring and that kind of thing. But you don't play as the, the characters from Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit. You play as your own fellowship of individuals who are going out and making a name for themselves alongside the tales of um, Frodo and Bilbo and, and Aragorn and Legolas and Gimli and that kind of thing. They've shifted the setting somewhat as well from uh, the Lonelands into uh, the more, I guess you'd say, well-known locations of Bree and Weathertop that people will be aware of from the films and the books uh, in particular. And that is then mirrored in the start set that they've done for this as well, which uh, takes place in the Shire, where you play as a, a band of um, hobbits, hobbit characters from different families who are trying to stop uh, strange villainous undertakings within the Shire, which is pretty awesome. Um, that a lot it, of the sort of sorry. I think, I think it's cool that they've got rules on beer coasters. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, I, I, I'm sure your GM would be very annoyed if you started resting your drinks on those. Oh, don't don't that, worry, oh. I'm, I'm going to go out and let me say <laughs> at no point has anybody from the on tabletop crew used a coaster, even when they're put on the table very for true. them. Yeah. They don't get used. So have no fear on that regard. Even um, when we have viewers sending them in on our yeah. behalf. <laughs> please, please use coasters. Yeah. Um, one of the really nice things about the campaign as a whole uh, is that they've got their core rule book, which is, uh, as you can see, done in two different styles. So you've got the original version of it, and then there's a collected edition as well, which is like a limited version of it, which kind of gives you the look of the Book of Westmarch, which is the, the, the book that Bill and Frodo wrote the stories down in, which is really nice. But on top of that, They've also used their stretch goals to add more stuff to the starter set that you see mm. as part of this. So if you look, if you like the look of the starter set and all the gubbins that it comes with, getting in on the Kickstarter is like a really good, great way to get that sort of ahead of time before you know it'll be available from Free League later on down the line because it'll come with all the bits and pieces in it before anyone else gets their hands on it, which is really nice. So you've got things like the maps and all that other bits and pieces in there, the sort of character villain trackers and that kind of stuff, yeah, and the beer which coasters. are the, the beer mats. Yeah. Yep. Um, They've also added in loads of new adventure modules as well. So if you want to dive in and have a story told, sort of written down for you already, you can dive in and play through that, which is really nice. And 
just as, as as someone who loves Middle Earth and likes collecting role playing games, this seems like a fantastic uh, one to dive in on. Um, especially now that they've got the kind of backing <clears throat> of, of Free League and that sort of working together uh, on this going forward. Yeah. So, yeah. I have to say, if you are thinking of backing it and you can afford to get the limited edition one, do it. Yeah. Uh, I have four <laughs> limited edition Free League RPGs up there. Yeah. And they are stunningly good quality. I mean, the, the, the basic games are very very good quality as well it has to be said but i do just like the limited edition and they do these very nice cloth <laughs> covers and stuff on them yeah. um so they come yeah. with the ribbons in them and everything yeah. oh, they're, yeah. they're, they're, they are works of art even yeah. if you just you know as coffee table books even if you never plan on playing yeah. the game and it's yeah. nice to see uh, as, as all the old role-playing games yeah. i have here <laughs> it's nice to see middle earth getting an exp uh, exploration again because mm. I, I started rpgs with uh merp many 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 moons oh ago. wow mm. and and it's nice just to be able to go, yeah, none of that Lord of the Rings nonsense has happened yet. Mm. So having weird and wacky things happen to your characters and they don't have to worry about suddenly tripping over a ring wraith. Maybe, <laughs> or maybe they do, depending on how mean your GM is. Yeah. Um, depends how deep to, into Mirkwood you go. Yeah, just being able to go about and, and do your business and, you know, yeah. and everybody's a Dunedin Ranger because everybody's always a Dunedin Ranger. It's like being drizzed in D&D. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That type of thing. I want yeah. to be Aragorn. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fantastic world to explore and it there's really so is, much yeah. beyond yeah. Um, beyond just the, the Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. Obviously, you don't want to go too far. Nobody wants to delve into the Similarian. <laughs> well, at least not yet anyway. No. Yeah. Um, I should add as well, um, one of the things they talked about is that there was a fifth edition version of the rules that was done mm. uh, called Adventures in Middle Earth, of which I have some books here. Mm. There they are, right there. <laughs> uh, which meant that obviously you could just use the D&D fifth edition rules alongside a lot of the mechanics and the kind of themes that they brought across in the One Ring. But the main focus is on that uh, sort of bespoke set of mechanics yeah. for this Kickstarter. And then the fifth edition version may come along down the line. They have done that already. What well, Free League have already done that already for um, Simbarum. So mm. if you like, so if, if they are probably going to do the same thing with this later on I, down the line. I think well, they so, mentioned it somewhere yeah. in the Kickstarter that they they are working or will be yeah. working on the fifth edition rules later on. Yeah. Because I did see that scream out at me at one point, but I can't remember if it was here or on there. It, it is on their Kickstarter or page. On their, yeah. on their, so, it yeah. might have been on their Facebook page or something. So yeah, but I, I would definitely recommend checking this out if you're a fan of Middle Earth and you like role-playing. A lot of people, as I say, really, really, really like the first edition of this and see it as probably one of the best role-playing games that kind of goes in this direction for fantasy sort of adventure. So definitely check it out if you're mm. even half on the fence with this I think. cool cool well there's 13 days left from when you're when we first put this out so you've got some time to jump in on that peeps anyway that wraps up the show remember to like the video comment below subscribe to the youtube channel for one chance to win that hit the beach starter set and come on over to ontabletop.com and create a forum thread and we're going to pick the most interesting topic over the next seven days and you're also going to win a hit the beach starter set it's a no-brainer Come on, get stuck in. Be part of the OTT community. One of us. One of us. Gibble, gobble, gibble, gobble. Yeah. <laughs> and then you can be extra special, one of us, by joining the Cult of Games. See us on your Sunday mornings. <laughs> hey, imagine waking up to this every Sunday morning. Fantastic. Who wouldn't want to do that? Yeah. Exactly. Right, peeps? <laughs> until, until next week, 
Happy gaming. Go ahead and check out our other content on screen now. And while you're at it, why not hit subscribe and remember to ding our dong. Go on, you know you want to click it. Go on.